Ooh, I love that harmonica. Yeah, me too. It's good. And you know what I'm imagining? You know, Matthew McConaughey <laughs> with topless women on a boat. Is this song ruined for us now? <laughs> Absolutely not. If anything, it gained new context. <laughs> I've heard you call. Wanted to sail upon your waters Since I was three feet tall You've seen it all You've seen it all Watch the men who rode you Switch from sail to steam And in your belly you Treasures you have ever seen Most of them dream Most of them dream Yes, I am a pirate Oh, a pirate oh, yeah. looks at 40. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Parahead Podcast. I am Ryan Middledorf. I'm Patrick McDonald. This is your podcast for all things Jimmy Buffett, including... Uh, very brief cameos of which Jimmy Buffett is featured. Yes, this is a a new Buffett movie club. These are few and far between. Yes, um, very exciting. I believe this is the fourth one we've done. Uh, uh, Rancho Deluxe. Correct. We did the Parrot Heads, the documentary. Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've done Hoot. We did Hoot, and, and now is, we're talking about the Beach Bum. This is the Beach Bum. Finally, we were so excited for this to come out. Months and months we've been talking about. We've this. been talking about this for maybe a year. Yeah. The first trailer came out. Everything. The whole deal. It's it, it's it's finally here. We finally got to see it, and oh boy, is it an experience yes. that we have to chat about. Yeah, do we have a lot to go over? We have a lot to go over, Ryan. Yes, so much to go over. Uh, we had a great night. We went and got got some food, mm-hmm. and then we went and saw the beach bum with the arc light. Yep. Uh, it was very, very fun. My friend Jacob Wysocki came along. Yes. Um, we also joined by Ryan Counts House. Ryan Counts House was there as well. Good friend of the show. Shout out to Ryan. Yes. He said, how do we get, how how can I get on the show? He said, come on the show. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's no waiting list. You just, you just walk in the door. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. We would love a drop Open in. Open invitation. A drop in would save us a lot of time. Yes. To be honest. Yes. So yeah. So we, we had a really great time. Saw the beach from there was a Q&A afterwards. Yep. We're going to get into discussing all of this ourselves. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, how this yeah. episode is going to work. So uh, so we, we went to the movie with, uh, with Jacob and Ryan. Uh, Patrick, you did an interview following the movie with Jacob. So it was super fresh. I was not able to join. So we are going to play that segment, that interview between you and Jacob, and then we will cut back and you and I are going to chat about the movie as well. That's right. I said, do you want to come join us for the interview? You said, no, I have a lot to think about. You (laughs) you ran off. That's right. I literally sprinted. My car is still at the arc light. It's still there. (laughs) Which Those fees are going to... You can't just oh, over... Oh, yeah. I've been getting yeah. a lot of calls, and I said, just keep racking it up. Yeah, <laughs> Why? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, Why'd you say that? Because I can't bear to go back to where I saw the movie <laughs> until I have finished my thoughts. You have to close that book. Absolutely. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah, so I think it's up to like four grand now Oh, my or God. Ryan, you got to take care of that. Mm-mm, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I'm not Maybe done. after this episode. After this episode. Let's, that's the goal for this episode, to get you to take care of those fees. Yeah, yeah. Great. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Only time will tell. <laughs> that's Jimmy right. It's on. Very good. Um, so we are going to cut right now to your interview with Jacob Wysocki. Great. Um, and then we will come back, and then you and I will discuss the beach bum together. Sounds good. And okay. there's there's a couple of technical snafus in there, huh? Yeah, yeah. I gave Patrick the recording equipment, <laughs> and I said, it's easy to figure out. You got this. I got a little bit of it. You got it. Or is it pretty bad? 
You it's, can be it's, honest. It's with not. Me. It's not. There's like okay. there's some static that the listeners should just uh, watch out for. Okay. And if I'm able to remove that in editing, then uh, don't worry about a thing. But if I'm not, then that's what this is here for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Okay. So enjoy that interview, and then we will be back, and we'll talk about this movie. Yes. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. What's up? Buddy? Hi. Hi. I'm here with Jacob Boisaki. Hello, hello. Uh, a good friend of mine and a very, very talented man to boot. Oh, that's too kind. Thank yeah. you so much, and, Patrick. And, and someone I would consider has a bit of a beach bum vibe. If okay. you're okay with me saying that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I think that's totally fine. How do you feel about that? I mean, you're from the South Bay. Yes, I'm from the South Bay. I'm from a predominantly beach bummy town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I guess I would call myself a beach rat. A I beach would say rat. that's more of the I love that. South Bay vernacular yeah, yeah, yeah. of it. What's the difference between a bum and a rat? Would you say? Uh, I feel like a rat like has a house. Well, let's re- let's also remind people I'm a young man. You're a young and man and grew up there as a young man, so I yeah. always had a, a home to go to. That's true. So I think rats are more like they, you know, they go out and they they check out the beach and they get some yeah. sand in their toes and they always go back to the sewers. They scurry home. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the bum, they don't have a home. They don't have a home. between a bum and a rat. I think so. Okay. I, the rat can go back to the sewers. And you're right that a rat feels like a, and also it's like a mall rat. Like a, yes. somebody, a rat is like somebody who haunts a place. Exactly. Who goes back to a place. They have a few places that they go to. They know yeah. like, if I go here, the hot dogs are good. If I go here, there's some pretzels, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Did you spend a lot of time on the beach? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like a, like a 12 minute bus ride. Oh my God. So we would always try and like pack in the boogie boards and like, mm-hmm. if you got the cool bus driver he wouldn't say anything if you got the mean bus driver like she'd always be like no go take the boogie board so i'm like <laughs> catch the she. next yes so yes was the the do you remember any, either of their names i don't know that's great no but there but was you just, knew there was a woman that was mean yes well <laughs> it, she wasn't mean she just followed the rules oh she just followed the rules yeah and it was yeah, like yeah. you're not supposed to have boogie boards like on the bus yeah yeah uh but if you caught like there's a certain sweet spot where it's like you're missing the commuter traffic and mm-hmm. uh, like so, like you know, like ten thirty, eleven, a real great time to get down. Oh yeah, on the beach on the two thirty two. Primetime beach. Yeah. Which beach specifically? Uh, we spent a lot of time at Rat Beach. Rat? <laughs> no way. Yes, it was called Rat Beach. No way. Um, a beach right at, at Rat yes. Beach. <laughs> so Rat Beach is technically Torrance Beach. It's one of the. Okay. Uh, I'd <laughs> say. I cannot, yeah. I can't, you cannot <laughs> just move past this. Like we're a plot point in Beach Bum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 We're gonna keep cooking through. <laughs> and then in three more scenes, we'll have forgotten the rest of the movie existed. Uh, yeah, it was Spoiler just. Alert. I don't know. I don't know why it was called Rat Beach. I think it, it's also one of those things where it's like, like uh, you know, like the re, like. There's that thing about lighters, like a white lighter's bad luck, and like everybody has oh, a different story as yeah. to why the white lighters has yes, bad luck. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of different stories as to why Torrance Beach was called Rat Beach. I think mostly because it was just like a dirty scuzzy beach okay yeah. yeah it's just like it was a beach for beach for rats exactly <laughs> so we were at rat beach we were at knob hill malaga cove the okay. cat beach like okay. wherever you could get to um but these were all pretty bad beaches as far as like uh 
cleanliness, uh, very easily accessible, but they yeah. weren't clean. Like the waves are only good some time of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are better beaches in the South Bay that you can go to for yes, sure. Absolutely, that makes yes. a lot of sense. So that's 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 a great thing to know uh, about you growing up on beaches. I am specifically. I'm going to grill you a little bit. Okay. Question you. I do think your aesthetic is a bit beachy. Yes. You have a bit of a beachy aesthetic. Yes. But is it beachy or is it skatery? Anybody who doesn't know you doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yes. But let's talk about your look. Okay. And, and, and I'm just curious because yes. is it beach influence? You wear a lot of, you know, tees of wolves. Well, I don't um, actually don't own a wolf shirt. Is I this do, something I, you hear a lot? Yes. Everybody's like, you're always wearing those wolf shirts. And I have never in my life worn a shirt with a wolf on it. <laughs> personal. This is personal This for is you? personal because it's like, Look, I can tell you're a little heated and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I would not. I yeah. have never. <laughs> but sure. I understand what you mean. And I think I can surmise it in a nice little way where there is really no big difference between surf, skate, and snow. Okay. Uh, Interesting. I, th- I know a lot about snow. Yes. I think okay. uh, besides the activity that you're doing, mm-hmm. I think the attitude's sort of the same. I think the like philosophy's sort of the same. Yeah. It's like subculture, anti-culture. Um, and specifically for the South Bay, like I think it's all just sort of like you can kind of boil it down to like kids who shopped and still shop at thrift stores. Yeah. So it was it's like, sort well, of like yeah. a socioeconomic thing where it's like, right. if I want a new clothes, I'm not going to JCPenney. Like no. we just didn't have, mom didn't have a credit card there. Yes. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was socioeconomic as you said. Yeah. So, Absolutely. so, and like the beach area, you're probably getting, you know, you're getting more windbreakers because the people who are dying donating their clothes to the Goodwill have wood uh, windbreakers. They yeah. have like more, uh, you know, hats that are for the sun and more sort of like beachy clothes yeah. where I think if you go to the desert and you're like a Kern River rat or you're like a desert rat, like you're probably getting clothes that are a little more like camo, yeah. cargo short. shorts, shorts. So yeah, like yeah. that creates its own style. And I'm, and let me know if the snow, like, is there a snow vibe that you think is like, congruent with the thrifting the difference world. to me you there is a snow vibe that's congruent with the with the um like a thrift vibe that's congruent with the snow world but the difference to me is that a snow vibe is inherently pretty uh upper class because yes. of the amount of money that you have to go skiing and snowboarding with not upper class but like it's not necessarily like lower you know like yeah. lower income yeah. So how much like, are we talking for a set of skis or a snowboard? I mean, a set of skis, a rental for a day yeah. at an average place is probably what have I paid for out here? Uh, probably about fifty dollars a day. Okay. Like, yeah. To be nice, but then like a lift ticket is anywhere from like sixty dollars to if you're in Colorado, yeah. Aspen lift tickets are mm-hmm. like, um, and this is conservative, like a hundred and sixty dollars a day beach is free beach is free but what i'm thinking about right now is the weird fucked up kind of thing where uh and i think it's our generation that's Mm -hmm. doing this where it's like this cycle that i'm trying to figure out in my head right now yeah where it's like the uh lower income people buying older clothes yes somehow that would being labeled as vintage mm-hmm. and so the the older things are now seen as fancier things which is why what's crazy to me is we're seeing like like champion yeah. uh, jerseys and champion sweatshirts being really expensive exactly and i was just thinking about those like monochromatic snow suits yes. that are really expensive so you would usually in t- 15 years ago you'd see those at a thrift store yeah but you would not see those 
ever again at a thrift store because people are buying those because those are hip because those are yeah. vintage. Exactly. Where it's like if you wanted, it's like going to the Melrose Fairfax swap meet where yeah. it's like you're paying top dollar for vintage jeans because they've done the work to pick them out. Yeah. And they're yeah. in right now yeah. as opposed to just like slumming through a Goodwill or a out of the closet and like finding the same pair of like 70s Levi's on your own. Right, right, you right. Know? It's crazy. Yeah. It's so interesting the way our specific generation I think is taking things that that other people have seen as lower income and now we have such a demand for them they're higher income. Yeah, like a five panel hat's a cheap hat. Yeah. And then but you can spend 90 bucks for a five panel supreme hat. It's so Where crazy. it's like that got popular because kids were buying five panels from thrift stores yeah. that like had a weird slogan or were like you know how companies do those like mass product thing where it's like here's a pen with the company name here's a hat with the company name like yeah. kids were wearing those right fun runs yeah and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. exactly i had a and lot then, like that i had i had a shirt that said something like uh like love for chewy or something and it was literally no it was not it was literally a uh like a overweight Latinx boy oh. on, the, on the shirt. And it was like, love Shit. for chewing. And I would wear it around. Yeah. I have no clue. Proudly. Who, yeah, yeah. I have no clue who Chewy was. Um, there was another woman that, it was another like uh, Latin He's American woman. That for on those her, of you that it was a drawing see. of okay. her. Um, and it said, I think her last name, but I forgot what her last Very name strange. was. Very strange. Very yeah. strange. And it was, but I used to wear those all the time. And that was like, cause that was my look. And I, I actually realized recently, I think a part of growing up is not wearing graphic tees or not, not necessarily graphic tees, not wearing uh funny shirts. Yeah. Funny shirts. That's is weird. a huge deal for me. Yeah. Uh, that I was like, Oh, I should there's stop a, looking a, for po- funny shirts. There's a pocket <laughs> of funny that exists where it's like, that I see a lot of people wearing that I think I'm okay with where it's like, uh, we're talking about fashion so much. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, is that okay? That's what we can talk Great. about. Yeah, I'm, 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 like, I'm interested in this. Uh, you know, like uh, uh, Donson Middle School, like Fun Run 2018, where it's like, that shirt's not trying to be funny, but it's interesting because it exists and I can buy it. Yes, You know exactly. And then I think that can make it a little funny. Or like, uh, yeah. you know, just like a uh, like an old AMC shirt or something yes. like that. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. trying to be funny, Yeah, yeah. but because you're wearing it, it's sort of like, haha. Exactly. Look at look at this exactly yeah but yeah and it, it to me also I've, i'm beginning i'm beginning to realize fashion wise i shouldn't be wearing clothes that uh speak for me like mm. uh, it's an interesting thing but maybe but a lot of people do wear clothes that speak for them yeah i think i want i i've been wearing a lot of lately a lot of neutral tones a yes. lot of like i just buy like you know regular shirts at uniqlo or something yep. that don't have anything on them and i feel like it has enhanced what I have to, I don't know if people are paying attention to me more, but I'm certainly not giving out as dizzying a vibe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I you, totally understand. You know where to look and it's, it's like the casino thing. Yeah. Like there's nothing to see here. There's nothing to see on my pants. There's nothing to see on my boring shoes. So now you got to look at my face. Uh huh. I like that. I like <laughs> that for you. I'm trying that out. Yeah. As I sit in here wearing a Hawaiian We're shirt. We're both wearing Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Which is different. Very different. This well, is we, a casino. a special yeah. occasion. This is a special occasion. We should probably talk about it. Yeah. We should probably discuss it. So we saw we Beach saw Bum. Beach Bum. Yes. We saw Beach Bum. Um, you came with us tonight 
to see Beach Bum, the Thanks Harmony Room. Thanks for getting Kuroom that film. ticket, by the way. Oh, of course, that was so man. Kind. It's my pleasure. Yeah. You're here now, and that's yeah. so kind. Yes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> this um, is you. You got compensated. Uh, everybody, every other guest should have gotten compensated for this. For some way, we, I, we probably have to go back and buy every guest a ticket to Beach Bum. Great, <laughs> but honestly, it might be a Sell curse. Out of theater, which we're is gonna, your buddies on from the pod. Yeah, we're gonna do everybody who has had to suffer through an episode of this show <laughs> gets a free ticket to Beach Bum. <laughs> Suffered. Suffer. What did you think of um, Beach Bum? So yeah, well, I so, want you to hit it off because okay, you're the, great. So you're I, the authority. I here. also want to say I I brought you because for some reason I felt like this was something that I just saw yes. you in connection Thank to this you. film. Well, I appreciate that. I, not that not that you know I consider you a Beach Bum, sure. But I think for some reason there's something connecting this a uh, connective tissue here. I uh, yeah, you, you know, I've, I've, to it. I've been a part of that world. I know people. Let's be fair. This is Florida. This is so, Florida. So it is, this is not Cali. It's yeah. not. It is a its own version yeah. of what I know. Absolutely. But I definitely know some like crusty dudes who work at the docks yeah. and like party a little too much. And, yeah, like, yeah. Smoke joints through their nose. To yeah. Party hard, baby. Yes. So I, it's not too far off. And yes. I appreciate you thinking. of me. Yeah, of course. Of course. Let's I just want to go. OK, we'll talk about Beach Bum. I want to go through and see what we can put together as far as what uh the the plot of beach bum was. oh my god let's see if we can that we might can be the chart most it. difficult challenge sure yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah so let's chart so we open on moondog yeah he is having a party uh-huh and he's having a blast he's us uh, at an undisclosed location maybe it's cuba we're not he's, sure. He's in the keys. He's in the key. He's well, in the he's keys. in the keys there. So where's his other house? Miami. Like My, oh, like off like one of those rich houses. Keys yes. to Miami. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. That was something that you didn't I'm, understand. No, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> and as someone who's talked for two years about the Florida yeah. Keys in Miami, I should have. Um so he was in the keys partying. Yeah. Okay. He gets a call from his wife. Wife. You have to come to your daughter's wedding. It's he, time. It's time. He goes to his daughter's wedding. They yes. have a blast. It's so fun. They have so much fun. He, he almost sees, ruins it. He almost ruins it by bringing in a woman that in a, on a wheelchair, um, saying your mother, your grandmother's here, and then he says that's not your grandmother, and he throws her into a wall. One of two strange, <laughs> two strange wheelchair attacks. One of the wheelchair. So then uh, he sees uh, Snoop Dogg there, who's playing somebody named Lingerie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Lingerie and Snoop, they're uh, Lingerie and Moon Dog, they're friends. And uh, anyways, they have a great blast at the wedding. the The man that is marrying his daughter is a, lo- a loser and a wiener, and we all know that. And then uh, I don't know. Spoiler alert: Isla Fisher, Moon Dog's wife, dies in a in a drunk driving accident. And let's just while we're busting through that, that's probably like there's like thirty minutes of movie between those two <laughs> things, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Is there? I felt like that was all. That all happened in a fifteen minute period. <laughs> like that's what's crazy to yes. me is that. It to me, it felt like so many things happened and nobody ever reacted to no, anything. No, it was just go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah. And just like life, baby. Just like life, baby. Come on. Can we hear that? Come on. This movie, can I just... Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So the wife dies. The wife dies. And he's only... He, well, we forgot to mention he's a poet. That's he's a how, poet. That's like how he's known. He was a well-known poet, but the only footage we have of him being a poet is to is him talking to seven people seven. in a large empty chaired crowd mm-hmm. but That's he's older. known it's yeah. older but he's known as an amazing poet yeah which he, is very interesting so in order so his wife is rich uh we learn because of some sort of like familial yeah old situation money. old money yeah she's dead mm-hmm. the only way our hero 
Uh, yeah. Mad Dog. <laughs> Moon Dog. How dare you? The only way our hero can access the money that he's getting split between his daughter is by finishing his novel. That's which we correct. have never heard about. His novel or book of poems, yeah. whatever the next thing he's working on. Played on a he, typewriter. Has, he has a literary manager. Would you say Jonah Hill was his lit manager? I would say lit manager. Okay. Yeah. And Jonah Hill is doing a character that I can only describe as Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> And it's bad. And it's like it's he's so, slipping in and out of the accent. Yeah. As a person of size who has lost jobs to Jonah Hill, yeah. this is good for my career. What? <laughs> Him being in this movie is good for my career. Are you at liberty to say who, what jobs you've lost to Jonah Hill? Uh, you don't have I'll to. I'll say one. Okay. I'll say one. Um that was like a thing where I had it and then like he ended up taking an offer like a week later. Oh, so there was like a week a of me being like, I'm going to do it. And I'm happy that I didn't do it because it was bad, but it was that uh, movie uh, Neighborhood Watch with like Ben oh, Stiller and, yes. and Vince Vaughn. And, and that movie came out at the same time as George Zimmerman. Yes. And that movie uh, was fucked up. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I dodged a bullet on that one. But it's like, I think as long as I live, it's. But that's uh, that's a that's a paycheck there. Paycheck's paycheck. Paycheck's paycheck. Yeah. 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 That's pretty crazy. That's shaking man. some good That's hands. That's fucking wild. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to make you talk about that stuff, but oh, it's, it's very, totally fine. very interesting. It's very interesting. But, um, you know, good for. I like. That's the yes, thing. Of as course, I do of like him, but this yeah, was such yeah. a wild, <laughs> absolutely wild <laughs> choice, dude. It was a huge choice, yeah. and I'm guaranteeing you no one told him to, to, to make it. Nobody said no. Nobody was like, hey, this accent's pretty bad. You're actually not good. At it. Yeah, 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 um, and 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 there's scenes of him like talking on speakerphone in a, in strip, a strip club. club. He couldn't hear it. Very strange. Logic uh, doesn't exist in this logic movie. Doesn't exist. But so basically, Moondog goes on an epic journey to find inspiration again. Basically, is how I'll say that he runs into uh, uh, Zac Efron playing the best role of his career. To be honest, uh, I would call that character Vape King. <laughs> yes, he's a Vape King. Um, and then you have uh, Martin Lawrence. Martin I believe, Lawrence yeah. playing a captain obsessed with dolphins. Uh, in literally every sentence he says, he has the word dolphin in it. <laughs> yes, it's a yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. It's a hard line. He's in rehab. He's out of rehab. He he meets he's up on with the run. Our, he's on the our, lamb. Yeah, he's on the lamb. He meets up with our boy Jimmy Buffett. Yes, for a quick scene. Very very quick. He's very hanging out with Snoop. Scene. Yeah, yeah. They all write. Uh, they write, Snoop and uh, Jay Beef uh, write yeah. a song together. They do. Yeah, Moon Fog. We've talked about that song. And 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 you know Ryan and I will speak in another Great. part of this episode. And I'm sure we will discuss Jimmy primarily. Yes. Um. So we can we can save. The viewers, the listeners, that conversation twice. Great. But uh, I'll just say very yeah. quickly. Great job, Jim. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I'm, I'll, I'll take it for him. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a history with Jimmy Buffett at all? Uh, I mean, I know the, the bangers. You know the bangers. I know the big hits. Uh, Buttery Biscuit with with Dana. <laughs> yeah, please um, name uh, Buttery Biscuit with Dana. One of really my good. favorite, Buttery Biscuits with Dana. Um, I love Blue <laughs> Crab. Where's the Blue Crab? It's a rare crab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I love that one. Um, Where's the blue crevice? The red crevice. Uh, ooh, one of my favorites that I don't know if a lot of people heard about because it was like on an uh, like an EP before he got big, before oh, he got signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was called um, Bahama Paradise Parrot Bahamas. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. one's really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one's really good. And that one's like surprisingly it was crazy since the EPs were about. 10, 15 years before he even wrote Margaritaville. Yeah. That was like the little key to what's to come. Exactly. People didn't know. It really yeah. was sort of the foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bahama, Paradise, but I, Parrot, you know, Bahamas. I know, the, I know the big ones. Um, yeah, yeah, 
I'm never mad if I'm hearing Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's good. And do you have, did you experience him growing up? Did, did it come around at all? No, I think I probably just was exposed to him through like the weird world of like how comedians learn data. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Where it's absolutely. like you kind of yeah. want that like uh, mile wide inch deep data pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I just like heard a couple things or like maybe South Park makes fun of him a yeah, few times yeah, yeah. and so you're learning about him that Club way. Club Dread maybe you've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Make fun of him. Um, yeah, I also yeah. feel like the old comedy sports lobby played a couple Jimmy Buffett songs like oh, while you're waiting for a show. Interesting. Um, That's a nice show lobby situation. Just keeping the, Relaxing. keeping the vibes up. Keeping the vibes up. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good to know. It's good to know you didn't grow up. Some people grew up hating him in a weird way. Yeah. Or like, people him being out of a, a class like I've, I've we've had people on the show that have seen him as high class we've mm. seen people on the show that seem as white trash yeah it's depending on where you're from you never know i think just like he's doing his thing and he's that's great thing. he seems to make people happy that's yeah. very cool he was cussing in this movie which is interesting. Uh, yeah yeah i i do i sort of um suspected him of code switching yes in the movie yeah yeah which for our listeners we should define code switching code switching is when you change the way you speak typically to match uh somebody else that you're speaking with uh so you know uh it could be if somebody's african-american yeah or black like you sort of switch into more of their tones if somebody's french you may be speaking in more of like a choppy english like pseudo french accent yeah basically just changing your dialect to match the person you're speaking with yeah and to me it definitely felt like jimmy was code switching uh, in a situation, I don't know. Who I'm just very happy to be a to. white guy des- uh, describing uh, yeah, what code please, switching is. Please yeah. tell me what it is. <laughs> oh, well, God. it's to another white guy who yeah. wasn't as familiar, <laughs> and to thousands of other white third head fans. <laughs> so we're all grateful for you. Yeah, and it's an important term to know. Yeah. So spread the info. That's so what it I seems said. like he was hanging out with Snoop. Yeah, and Snoop. really had a fun time saying "motherfucker." Yeah, like, that yeah. was interesting. Yeah, I would say too that. Uh, Matthew McConaughey was saying motherfucker a lot. Yes. And everyone in that movie was saying motherfucker a lot. True. So I don't know. I think everybody was probably code switching off of Snoop. Like everybody in the movie was. Yeah. So it just felt like this. To me, with the the whole movie, it just felt very, uh, uh, yeah, like it just, whatever came is what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was no nose whatsoever. No, no. uh, As the director called it in the Q&A, a liquid film. Yes, he called it a liquid film. <laughs> he, yeah, no, that's he sees films. Yeah, so so that was a big thing that I had a problem with in this movie. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, we had a conversation also that we were like before this movie, we were like, well, maybe we could reach out that we're doing this episode about uh, Beach Bomb, and then the, yeah. the c- company can. Uh, give us some publicity. You're like, mm, but then we can't talk about how the movie is. And yeah, I'm you so, can't speak so, free, freely. I'm so sorry, Neon. We're not interested in your business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because this movie was insane. Um, uh, I would yeah. say the movie feels like a 15 year old watched like crazy <laughs> and an episode of Florabama Shores on MTV. Okay. And was like, this is the mumblecore movie that I'm going to make. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the, here's the thing. So, so there's a song that, um, Jimmy Buffett has, uh, many, many songs actually. There's one pirate looks at 40, which they use in the movie. Okay. And there's one that's, uh, um, last mango in Paris. Okay. Huh. <laughs> and in both of these songs, I know. I, the I should last honestly. You're not far off. <laughs> it's so sweet and stinky. Is it ripe? The Keep last going. mango in Paris. 
Keep going. I lost you in the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> you slipped through my hands, you slippery, stinky mango. Okay, very good. Bum, 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 bum. Horns. Bum, bum. Flying. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> That's so funny. Wait, I actually have this Amazon Echo right here. I'm going to use it. Great. Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, buy buy oh, me toilet paper. No, 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 don't, no, don't, no, 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 stop, stop, Alexa, stop, don't do that. Why did you do that? Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. All right, Alexa, play Last Mango in Paris by Jimmy Buffett. Volume up fifty percent. Last Mango in Paris by Jimmy Buffett from Spotify. No, we just need one mic. <laughs> I went down to Captain Tony's to get out of the heat. When I heard a voice call out to me, son, come have a seat. I had to search my memory as I looked into those eyes. Life's changed like the weather, but a legend never dies. He said, I ate the last mango in Paris. Took the last plane out of Saigon. Yes. Took the first passport to China. And Jimmy, there's still so much to be done. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Anyways, great song. Great song. It, it gets better, and yeah. it, it's a great song. But he had a really good way of talking about the types of people that we see in bars jimmy's like a very much a storyteller and you would see these old people pirate looks at 40 the song they played in the movie mm-hmm. where it's about like a guy that you know is drinking away his life at this bar sure and captain tony's is a big bar in key west captain tony's saloon is a bar they mentioned in there and he has a great way of seeing people and being like i wonder what that guy's life was like okay and he's been asking that for 40 years everyone's been asking this story of what is this guy's life like um, and who is this guy that that wasted his life away? Right? There's a there's a new Tennille Town song. She's a Canadian country singer. Okay. It has it's, there's a song called Somebody's Daughter, and she mm. saw a woman on the street who was panhandling for money, and she's like, "That's got to be somebody's daughter." There's a story there. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's that was somebody's best friend. That was somebody's big sister. That mm. was somebody's first kiss, and now That's she's powerful. this person. I mean, it's yeah. an, an incredible song. Um, but it's we've all had that story. Here's my problem with this reimagining of it of Harmony Corinne yeah. saying, Who was this guy? I never once imagined that this guy had a rich wife. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, what is this? Why is this guy going off to his rich wife? And why does he all he really like the whole modus operandi of the movie was him getting his wife's inheritance? Yes. And it's like, that's not this guy. This guy doesn't have those people. Mm-hmm. And that was a big problem for me that it was like, I think there's a really good chance to see who this person is. I'll play devil's advocate. Okay, okay, let's quickly. hear this. That's um, fine. I think he's probably this woman's wife because he's like a good time okay he's like the ultimate hang okay and you're never gonna get the same night twice yeah you're always gonna be kept on your toes and if you're like a money bag lady that's yeah. interesting right it's, that's true it's probably breaking up the monotony it's like exotic uh but i also will say i agree with your original points and i'm yeah. just playing devil's advocate no it's i understand wild. i think you're right and i think he, yeah. he 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 finishes the money or he finishes the wishes of his wife because he loves her not because of the money mm-hmm. which becomes apparent in the ending of the movie which i i don't think i should spoil 
Okay, let's not spoil it. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because if there is yeah. anything interesting about the movie that pays off, it is the ending. That's true. Where it is like, this is true to the character's game. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. The ending is interesting. We yeah. won't spoil it. Um, and it's, it's, it's very exciting. Here's something that I noticed mm-hmm. in the movie. Did you notice in the first scene that Jimmy Buffett was there? Yes. Was he standing next to Stephen Root? I the famous character actor Stephen Root. I uh, I don't think I I can pull Stephen Root up from my head. Uh, Stephen Root is a stapler guy from Office Space. Oh, okay, He's yeah. And Barry. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. 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 I think Stephen Root. I think that was Stephen Root. Did he have lines or did he no. get cut? He must have gotten cut he entirely cut. from the movie. He just fully got cut. But he's so talented. Yeah, very funny man. And I wondered what he was doing on that stage. I bet you him and uh, Jimmy had some words, and they were just like, "This is not working." And this, we don't, we have. <laughs> you think we, we had enough? We've got two hours going already, and we need to get it. <laughs> we need to get it under two, and then they ended up not doing it. <laughs> I feel like based on the Q and A and the movie we watched, there is a six hour version of this movie. I think so. I think there's an entirely different version of this movie. Yeah. Um, I would, I, yeah. Why do you think McConaughey said yes to this movie? I think that it was hype. I think that it was Harmony Corinne. Okay. I also think that this movie, Harmony Corinne, was trying to direct a comedy and he did not know what a comedy was. Correct. I think he didn't understand because I think what he thought it was was crazy things happen with no consequence mm-hmm. and funny music is under it i look i turned to you at one point there's a scoring in this movie that's yeah. very strange and i turned to you at one point and i said it feels like this is a beethoven movie yes like it feels like there's a silly dog because the piano's like, bam, 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 yeah, bam. like straight to tv sort of yeah, yeah. and it to me it feels like because he mentioned in the q a cheech and chong was an inspiration uh-huh. he wanted to make a funny comedy where something happens and uh, or you know the the thing is comedy always has incredible stakes yeah. and that's what makes it comedy like that's what like to me is like the stakes are so important yes. that we're breaking a deviation from what's going on mm-hmm. so we're seeing how somebody else would react to something but Moondog does this and that's why it's funny yes. right and that's why that's why probably some of the most successful moments including the ending were that Right. Yeah, it was like an emotional response to the stimulus. There was not. There was mostly stimulus in this. Movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So not to get nerdy about Beach Bum. Sure. Uh, it just feels like he read the script and Matt was like, "Oh, what a beautiful, interesting character I that I can really sink my teeth in," and then he just ends up playing like Beach Bum Ozzy Osbourne. Or something, I know that know? was very strange. I mean, the performance was wild. Yeah. I would also say too, I I got a real sense of. Uh, this movie that the people in the movie were acting very different than how they imagined it was going to be edited. Yes, uh, because the way it was edited was very strange. Well, there's like moments was, where yeah. they're doing the same scene in two different locations. Yeah, where it's like they're having a yeah. fluid, they're having a like one to one conversation, like that, and then you see it happen like in the billiards room, and then you see it happen in the gas station, yeah. and it's like. I had a I had a moment yeah. near the end where you know things kind of go his way and he's like uh, doing these he's great things are happening to Moondog after two hours of him being a total shithead. Mm-hmm. I was like, are we about to wake up on the beach and he's like, or in the hospital in a coma and he's the one that was in the coma? Oh, I was like, yeah. what is about like is you thought there was going to be like a huge twist? Yeah, is there going to be? Are we ever? ever going to see reality Probably that was not. my question no. and we never we never do we never see reality even the daughter doesn't get there that also so there was two thoughts i had about that as Great. well 
And then, and I'd love to hear your thoughts because I guess I'm just railing off mine. No, um, I'm I'm right here with you. I've, oh good, I've, yeah, I've yeah. spoken plenty. Oh, good, good, good. Um, yeah, I think okay. So I had two thoughts. One of them felt like uh, watching this movie was like jumping into somebody else's addiction. <laughs> like okay, sure. Being in the middle of yes. it, where you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know who this person is. Oh, this person's my wife. Oh, this person's my daughter. Mm. Oh, I'm here. Oh, I remember this guy that I never remembered before. And it's just this up and forth of like, this is what it must be like to be on a 20-year bender. Yeah, right? like where full it's like broad uh, disassociation. Completely yeah. not knowing what's going on. Completely not knowing where we're going with things. And just go- and not ha- feeling consequences to anything. Yeah. The other theory that I have for this movie. Ooh, a theory. This theory is an allegory for... To what? The Trump administration. <laughs> Go on. Because he gets away with everything he wants. Oh. Every single thing he wants, he gets away with it. Yep. And every the way he does it is despicable yep. and disgusting, and he should be called out on it. But mm-hmm. he never gets called out on it, and in fact, he gets rewarded for it. And then is the white cat... Melania, <laughs> yeah, the white cat is Melania, <laughs> and the Cuban maid is Jared Kushner. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. the Cuban maid. That that's interesting. I think you could make like a pretty good argument and probably get like a B plus in your like <laughs> yeah, community right. college film class. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could. Yeah, because there's something about the fact that he never has consequences. Yes, which is very interesting. Which also makes me. it probably the, why it was hard to watch. Yeah, towards the end, I was like wincing. I was yeah. like, this movie needs to stop sometime yeah yeah it felt um really aggressively like on and on and on and on this movie cooks dude this movie movie cooks and then burns itself this movie cooks and burns itself out um yeah it was pretty wild um i watch it again i would watch it again (laughs) i was thinking about it i was like i think that i would watch this again and i think if i was in a place where i wasn't i didn't feel like i had to watch this movie Mm. i would if i was in a group of people i would get up and get a drink i'd go back and keep watching the movie i think i would really enjoy this and i can see this movie getting a huge cult following this is a good homies on the couch with a uh you know a a couple brews and maybe a joint where it's like we're gonna roast this, but we'll also just like look at the pretty sunsets and yeah, enjoy ourselves. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it's like it's like a it, totally. <laughs> yeah, I would like I it's would a, watch. This it's again. a movie ready to get ripped open. Oh absolutely, you know? absolutely. It's but a good time. I, uh, you know, if uh, what's his name Hershey? What's the director's name? Oh, Harmony Corinne. Okay, if Hershey <laughs> Corinne is listening to this, I'm ready to be in one of your films. I know. I'm here I for you. I would do I'm it. Avail. <laughs> Whether or not Jonah also is, yeah, I'm I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> it's would really you have wild. enjoyed me more <laughs> in the movie than Jonah time. Hill? Okay, let's do it. I'll do. I'll do Moondog, and you yeah. do Jonah Hill's character. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. So, uh, hey, what's going on? How's it going? Now I say, I say, I say, my phone has been off the rails. Listen to me, man. I'm trying to tell you, man, which I need to sell some, I need to book some gigs or something, man. Give me something going on. I'm moondog. We got you everywhere. We got you on Good Morning America, 6 a.m. Then we're flying you to the West Coast to do 11 a.m. Morning KTLA talk. Jazz. Well, that's what I'm talking about, man. Thank you so much, man. Do you want to look at these titties that are in the back <laughs> of the scene for no reason? A lot of background <laughs> boobs in this movie. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say uh, Parrot Head fans of Jimmy Buffett, uh, don't bring your family to this one. This is not Hoot. Yeah, it's, this is more it's Hooters certainly not than Hoot. family friendly. More Hooters than Hoot. I had to Ooh. isolate that. Yes. Do it again. <laughs> Do it again. Uh, I'm going to just take it again. Clean audio. It's more Hooters than Hoot. <laughs> oh, man. But answer the question. Would you feel like me better in it? I would <laughs> Answer the question. Feet to the fire. Gun to the head. <laughs> I absolutely would. Great. Have. I would have liked you in every Jonah Hill role, to be honest. Uh, there's a couple that he can have. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll give him Neighborhood Watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. That's yeah. fine with me. I'm trying to think if I've ever lost any roles to anybody. I don't think so. Just Harold <laughs> Knight. <laughs> That's an insider yeah. for me. Hey. Um, uh, Jacob, uh, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I even want to talk to you about. Jeez. There's plenty that I want to talk there's to you a, about. There's a, an entire universe. I want to say one more thing I want to ask. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. there something, is there a music for you? Is there a, an, a musical obsession for you like we have for Jimmy Buffett? Do you oh, have, man. If you were to soft pitch us any uh, thing to get into, yeah. what would you get us into? Well, I'll, this is more, uh, I'm doing like a recent revisitation of the LA punk scene. Um, oh, There's cool. just some really cool bands that are out there right now. Uh, and I've I've been kind of like going. There's this band called Smut, oh. S M U T. They're yeah, L A yeah. local, um, and I've seen a couple of their shows, and they are just like true, real deal punk rock. Like none of this like, ah, eh, we're punk rock because it's like the new disco. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They just are like real deal, raw energy, getting people rowdy. And I grew up like doing a lot of punk stuff backyard punk shows i was never a punker but yeah, like yeah. all that it all intercepts you know with surf with surf skate snow like i said earlier it's yeah, all the yeah. same like it is all the same it's, yeah. you're listening to the same stuff so i've been i would i would push you know go find their music on like Bandcamp or youtube uh pick up an lp if you're ever around but they're uh an incredible band that has made me like sort of just like reevaluate. I've been like watching a lot of like documentaries about punk in the seventies and eighties and like how it emerged and stuff like that. Like it's made me reinterested in this music that, that I was once very fond of and sort of like, you know, don't visit as much, but yes. I'm still a huge fan of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. Smut, huh? Smut. Are they They're rocking. Are dude. they playing underground places? Are they playing bigger places? What oh, do they it's play? like they're I think in April they're going on a European tour, which oh, is so very pretty cool. big time. Uh yeah, but I've only seen them in like places like like I saw them in a like a weird kind of bar that I don't know if it's like a legal bar in Boyle Heights and I saw oh, them like cool. in a downtown LA like art space, like yeah, an yeah. art studio space. Um so you see them in those kind of like zones. They're not like doing like the the Regency or like the Fonda or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But you know they're around. That's fascinating. Yeah, man, I gotta check that out. Listen That's to great. some punk rock. Go see a punk rock show. Go push somebody in their face, dude. Oh man, do you get in there? Do you uh, get like punky a little bit? I get a little punky. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I, I I'm a bigger dude, so I try not to get like too into it. But if I yeah. do get slammed around enough, like I. I like so there's the pit and then there's like the line. Yes. Is, so yeah, I yeah. like to stand on the line where it's like I'll get bumped around. I'm not in there throwing punches. Yeah. I'm like very close to the energy. And if I feel so inclined, like I'll break the line and go into the pit, wow. do a walk around and then come back. But mostly I just like being on the outside and pushing people who keep pushing into me. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So if you punch somebody in a pit, sure. It's cool. 
It's yeah. kind of what's going on in there. That's what's going on. So the music is so exciting or it's so angry. It's so aggressive that you're just punching. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do if, you do you look at someone in the face and you punch them in the face? No, it's definitely more. It's just like fist out. It's like way more chaotic. Way more. Uh, what what's the difference? But what's the opposite of premeditated? Um, uh, a spontaneous. Yeah, it's much more Great. just like the music kind of gets on you, and you just go in there. And some people are just like smashing bodies around, yeah, or yeah. like will literally just like look at, like say I'm across the room from you, and I'm kind of like, I oh, fuck this guy. Like I'll just walk yeah. up to you and push you. Whoa, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that yeah. stuff happens. Sometimes it gets a little too personal, oh. and you see like two dudes really pushing each other back and forth. But yeah. for the most part, you just kind of run in, flail around, like have your moment, and then dip out. Or you, you know, it's more like like these documentaries. They call it pogo dancing, which I think oh, is so weird because I just have always known it as like moshing. Yeah. Um, but it's more like bouncing around and like uh, kinetic energy between bodies yeah. than it is like uh, throwing fists and yeah. like making body contact oh, in that okay. way. Okay. So it's more like I'm going to slam into you and then you're going to slam into me and then like we'll both kind of fall and then the people yeah. on the line will pick you up and yeah. get you back in there. That's great. Uh, you know, it's yeah. not like hardcore music where you are like uh what they call boxing right where you are just like throwing elbows and throwing fists that's um, wild what a scene yeah we're not doing that at jimmy buffett concert no sir no. but There's, you I should would, come with us by the way in october I would check a show we're going out. to anaheim if you come to a jimmy but if i go to a jimmy buffett show with you will you come to a oh punk God, show I'm with me i'm shaking on it i'm terrified of doing yeah. that but i'll do it you'll be great the closest i've gotten to moshing is one time i was at a club in london so mm -hmm. not close nice no, uh, mate. No, right. it's called fabric there were five different clubs within the club it was uh -huh. the scariest club i've ever been to um uh it was very intense and there was a guy that i think i was dancing near his girl or something mm. and he headbutted me he was probably six to seven inches shorter than me yeah. so he headbutted me he jumped up to headbutt me but he hit me in the forehead uh -huh. he was, get out of here mate get out of here and i was like i'm so sorry i didn't mean to i immediately was like i'm so sorry oh, bad move. and he's get out of here and he yeah headbutted me again i said i'm so sorry and i had a couple of drinks and he headbutted me a third time and i said stop headbutting me i'm trying to apologize to you yeah. <laughs> see that's not the punk state of mind at all no. you know what i mean i said i am sorry I don't know what I did, but he probably I am didn't sorry. even know how to take you in. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. Like, what is this no, guy he didn't doing? Know what I did. You should have just put, like shoved him and said, "Fuck you, man." <laughs> no, <laughs> he didn't know what. Yeah. I was like, "Stop headbutting me! I'm trying to apologize." <laughs> but it, it sounds insane. like a deal, man. It was nice. It was yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a good time. That was yeah. That was that was a fun. But I would totally do that. Yeah, I mean, and you great. don't even have to get in the pit. No, you can I just can just watch be it. there. Yeah, you I would can just love watch to. it and be there. Oh, I'm so in. And I guarantee you, if you let the music get into you, you're gonna want to jump in for a second. It's all a right. Little, not to be basic or whatever, yeah. but like, it's a rush. Oh my I just god, remember that's being exciting. a young little 15 year old, and it's just like it gets that yeah. adrenaline going. Yeah, you get smacked in the face, oh, and you're it's like, exciting. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm really into that. Yeah, I guess the closest that's happened at Jimmy Buffett concert is when Brian and I went to Vegas. We've told this story many times. Sure. Uh, uh, we were sitting on the aisle. And right as the concert started, these this uh, husband and wife sat on the other side of the aisle, and they're like, "See, we made it!" Like the husband said that to the wife, yes. and the wife broke down weeping. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, cried uh, while well, he so just sad. didn't stare at her for the first half of the concert. Second half of the concert, she got up and she sat on the stairs on the ground oh wow next to me essentially she didn't crying. want anything to do with she that didn't want man anything to yeah. do with the husband so i that hope they're sucks. okay now i hope they're fine so that is that moshing yes <laughs> yes that yeah. is moshing it's Great. a you know getting aggression out yeah, yeah it's yeah. a depletion of emotion <laughs> you know 
That's great. Okay, Jacob, we have one more thing to do for great. you, and then you're and then you're free. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Of course, I'm having a blast. I love this. This is a blast. Um, uh, one thing we love to do is there's Jimmy Buffett has an alter ego named Marvin Gardens. Oh man. So when he does unsavory things. Uh, he has a couple songs. One of them is uh, Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw? And the other one is Please Take Your Drunk 15-Year-Old Girlfriend Home, which okay. is like a big insult of like, your your young girlfriend, get her out of here. Yeah. Um, but he always, he credited those to Marvin Gardens. Okay. So, um, uh, Does we it looked, sound like Jimmy? It's still him, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely him. But he said Marvin Gardens wrote that. Mm. So it's so we want to give you a Marvin Gardens name oh. so that you can go do nefarious uh, things, things yeah. nefarious things, and you don't have to uh, How have that. Yeah. Yes. So mine is St. Charles, Tennessee. Ryan's is Mayfair, Marleybone. Okay. We, use the, we basically use uh, Monopoly Squares, U.S. and U.K. versions. Okay. Um, so usually Ryan is here, but I think I have to do a – all myself i asked him for a marvin gardens name <gasps> wait a minute he gave me one yes ryan just texted me and he sent it with invisible ink okay Ooh, so his the reveal will be, his will be the last name oh this is so exciting okay so i'm gonna give you the first name and then i'm gonna read uh his Great. okay so jacob Wysaki. yes your marvin gardens name is baltic bond <laughs> Double B. <laughs> Double Baltic B. Bond. Baltic Bond. Dang. That's ooh, what would Baltic Bond get up to? Baltic Bond is only listening to Barry Bonds on <laughs> the Kanye <laughs> the album. Kanye album. <laughs> um Baltic Bonds. Baltic, Baltic Bonds Bond is a good one. Baltic dude. Bonds is like doing cocaine in like the Upper East Side Manhattan <laughs> yes. and saying shit like uh like my grandpa was pretty well off. <laughs> Absolutely. That's absolutely what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, wow. What a dream. Well, thank you Bonds. for having my name given to me. Oh, my God. I'm so happy that you can have that. Yeah. Hey, um, Alexa, play Bonobo Banaga by Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> hey, Alexa, play. Um... <laughs> yeah, you can't find it. No, of course not. Oh, hey, Alexa, Alexa stop. <laughs> I didn't think it was okay, going to go that but far. But I will have Alexa play us out. Jacob, Great. thank you so much for thank coming. Thank you so much. What man. a pleasure. It's been a dream. Probably back to you guys in the studio myself. Yeah. Um, but I'll play us out with, uh, hey, Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Play Moonfog. Buy me diapers. No, don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> Stop doing that. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Play Moonfog by Jimmy Buffett. Moonfog by Jimmy Buffett from Spotify. See you later. Thanks for having me, buddy.
back, 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 back from the interview with Jacob Wysocki. It's Ryan and Patrick now. Yes, here we are. Well, thank you again, Jacob, for doing that interview. Yes. What a blast. What a pleasure. Yes, you can Baltic Bond himself. Baltic Bond himself? What a damn name. <laughs> what a damn good name. You, you can follow him online at Jacob Wysocki on Twitter. Yes. Uh, Bath Boys Comedy yes. is a great thing. I think he's in he's in a, a bunch of great films. You can go check him out. There's a movie yep. called An Evening with Beverly Loughlin that you should check out that he's really he, good he, in. I've, I've seen him pop up in, in a couple of movies just like randomly. He's like, oh, there's Jacob. There he is. Yeah, it's great. That's sweet man. I love, love him it. so. I love it. Uh, yeah, what a dream. So, so, but I, I think we're, everyone is dying to know what you think, Ryan. Yeah. We, we, we know that you're uh, mulling it over still. And yes. you've had that whole interview to mull it over. Yeah, I've had the whole interview. Uh, we, th- we're we recording this right now on Sunday. We saw it on Friday. That's so I've right. Had, I've had a whole day and a half to think about this That's movie. That's right. And, and you've mostly heard my thoughts. I have some yes. added thoughts. I did some research I thought was okay. interesting. Good. Um, but I really want to start with you. What is your opinion of the beach bum? How do you feel? Yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, most times when I go see a movie that's like like not part of a franchise or anything like that, like not a bigger IP or whatever, I like to go in kind of blind. Yeah. I, I, I like to like maybe watch like a, like one trailer and that's it. I don't read much about it. I don't want to read reviews. I want to go into it fresh. Mm-hmm. And I did that with the beach bum and I wish that I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Absolutely. I wish I had more context yeah. for what it was because it is not a traditional movie. No, it's very non-linear. There's yeah almost no plot. Yeah, uh, and it was just a lot to pull in and contextualize within that two-hour time span. Yes, because I had no idea. Like I knew it was a movie about Matthew McConaughey in the Keys, just being. This guy, this character, Moondog. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I didn't really know who any of the supporting characters were gonna be. Yeah. I didn't know there was gonna be essentially just a collection of strange vignettes. I think it that was don't connect yeah, to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the more I sit with it, and the more, uh, uh, uh the the more I think back on it, the more I realize that it hasn't left my brain. It hasn't at Oh, no. I've been thinking about it nonstop, Ryan. <laughs> nonstop. And I think that you and Jacob hit the nail on the head when you said that this could potentially be a cult classic. Yeah. Like, this is the perfect movie to sit at home on a Friday night with your buddies, yeah. having some drinks, hanging out, yeah. and just, like, ripping the shit out of this movie. But you yeah. love it. Yes. There's something undeniably charming about this film. Yes. I was, yeah, I was thinking a lot about it. I was thinking a lot specifically, and I spoke a little bit on this about how he's a director wanting to do comedy, right? Absolutely. And, and and then I was thinking about basically in general, like all the actors he casts are comedic actors. Even Moondog's wife, who is kind of more of a grounding place, like character, was a, a Isla Fisher, who is a comedy actor primarily, yes. right? Mm-hmm. We mostly see her in bigger and specifically broader comedies, movies yeah. like Wedding Crashers and stuff like that. And so all, and Martin Lawrence and Zac Efron and uh, Jonah Hill, these are all really well-known comedy people, quote yes. unquote comedy people, right? So I think he definitely was trying to shoot a comedy here. I think so too, and I don't think that comedy fits his sensibilities as a no. director. So I feel like the stakes and everything was it was a broad comedy in the acting sense. If you said Cheech and Chong, like yeah. those are these like 
far from reality, absurd moments, mm-hmm. but he's so grounded in gritty reality that it's a really interesting experiment. Yes. Where he's like, this is a broad comedy seen through a gritty lens. And it's like very, very weird. Yeah. I think, so So we we stayed afterwards. You talk yeah. about this in your interview with Jake. We stayed afterwards for a bit of the Q&A. We, uh, we, yeah. ended, we ended up dipping out about 10 minutes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we stayed for a little bit of the Q&A. And I honestly think that seeing that bit of the Q&A made me, in that moment, like the movie less. Really? Yes. Really? Because I, like, I, I, I just... Because they were talking about it as like almost like, like an art house. I know movie. They were discussing it. Yeah, we did everything. We got up. We we shot a scene in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah kept it's saying like, that over and over. Again. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I almost <laughs> wish that that Q and A didn't happen. Yeah, that makes sense. Because then it would have just existed in this world. Yeah. Like I I don't know much about Context Harmony Corinne. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know much about Harmony Corinne. I know Matthew McConaughey is a very woo woo type guy yeah 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 but i don't know like i i i kind of wanted to just walk away from it with it as as it was yeah which is just this very hazy strange uh uh, depiction of who this guy is right um So like I, I I think at the end of it I didn't mind too much that it was very nonlinear and didn't really have a story yeah um but yeah like I I I think you're right I think it was like he tried to do it as a comedy and it didn't work and it turned down to this thing which is totally different but I it's I I would hesitate to call it like an art house movie yeah 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 it didn't feel like that yeah to it's me. not an art house movie yeah I mean it's like it to me it reminds me of people that. Uh, try to make art house movies that can't make art house movies because they're not in an art house anymore. Sure, like they don't. That's not their realm. Like yeah, they're bigger budget. They have a lot of money. It does feel like he was given a lot of money and he was just spending it. Yes, he was oh, just for going sure. for it. Yeah, which is crazy to me. Yes. Um. Uh. Yeah. It was. It was. It was a lot. Uh. To figure out. Well, something I did like to read was about there was something about the costumes that I read. Ooh, that I great! Thought was very okay, interesting. Yes, wonderful um, costumes in the movie. Great costumes in the movie, and this costumer was really cool. Her name was Heidi Bivens, and it was really cool because she just like had to. She made a lot of these. Uh, they're called cabana sets. Okay, and so uh, she just like the uh, she had to make a lot of those outfits, like the Moondog Flame cabana sets, like those those shorts and long sleeve kind of flowy. Outfits. It's it's very like Florida beachy like like when you say beach bum that's what you imagine. Yeah, it was really awesome. Yeah, I love those costumes. I mean, the whole vibe was great. Like I yes. thought there was like this is like really interesting and really feeling it. I wish a little bit that uh, yeah I don't know I just wish we saw some stakes. But I've already talked about this right at length. But yes. it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I mean I I keep going back to what I said at the beginning where it feels more so like a series of vignettes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like that you're following Moondog through his life. Yeah, and life does not always happen. You know, like the way it does in a movie. Yeah, like life is very hazy and some things you don't remember and you go in and out of certain things and that's what this movie felt like yeah so you know like like the 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 scenes between like him and isla fisher it's really just like him and isla fisher it's like you're almost like reliving 
It's, it's like you're 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 watching like his memories of them together. Yeah, exactly. Because there's like not re- like yeah, Snoop Dogg's like in it a little flashes. bit, and it's, it's like this guy probably doesn't have a great memory either. So that's the feeling is that he's not even seeing reality like this. Yeah, yeah and yeah. like for the viewer from an audience standpoint, it feels very hazy too. Yeah, it is hazy. Crazy as hell. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. like you know it's happening, but yeah. you're almost forced to kind of really really try and think like, okay, where is this in the context of this movie right um like i mean if you re-edited this movie and put these vignettes in different places it would have the same effect right i think right yeah yeah yeah. because like you you, i'm wondering what i'm wondering what the other edits of this movie look like yeah you you talked about jacob know that yeah yeah. because like like uh you mentioned uh uh that Minnie isla fisher's character uh dies pretty tragically in the movie yeah but that's not really it's referenced like a little bit it's kind of the very soft through line throughout the movie right, like right, he has right. to finish his novel right but if you took that small little through line out and put that collection of scenes anywhere else it would have been totally fine <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's and very I guess that's crazy. the point of it i guess i don't know it's very very interesting yeah it's so weird and out there um i have one more question i want to yes. ask before we dive into actually talking about jimmy in yes because that's what we have to discuss yes yeah, yeah, uh yeah. do you have a favorite quote-unquote vignette out of all these characters we meet so like oh, lingerie lingerie uh, yeah. uh isla fisher yeah um uh zach efron, zach efron martin lawrence, martin lawrence. I mean, what's crazy about the Martin Lawrence thing is straight up goofy. Yes. And I, it's like everything else is like grounded in like a little bit of sadness. Like Zac Efron was like in rehab or whatever. And I guess Martin Lawrence, something sad happens to him. Yes. But his whole like captain thing, I loved that. I think that was my favorite. I agree. Yeah. I, I think that, <laughs> is, really charming. that is the most successful part of the movie in terms of it being like a quote unquote comedy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was like felt like that felt like a comedy. But if the entire movie was like that, I don't yeah. think I would have enjoyed it. Because no. like that, that goofiness like i i've seen plenty of movies where it's that style of goofiness throughout the entire movie yeah. so like just quick spoiler alert so uh martin lawrence is a captain who who basically uh <laughs> it's crazy has people pay him cash to do yeah. like dolphin tours like a really really close to illegitimate dolphin tour totally yeah, like gross, really yeah, yeah. rinky dink ship yeah, like yeah. like no no good whatsoever no, 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 and no. so he takes his family uh mm. out into the middle of the ocean and there are like little fins in the water he's like yeah. oh they're dolphins it's great they're dolphins he loves dolphins he talks about them constantly, constantly. every single sentence yeah um, he puts on a wetsuit, jumps into the water, and he's swimming, and it's really nice. And you realize very early on that these are not dolphins. They are sharks. <laughs> and he keeps swimming, and it's just a very goofy, weird scene. The shark pulls him underwater, bites off his foot, and he's laughing with Moondog in the in the, the, the ambulance yeah. as his severed foot is sitting on his chest. And it's like that's very, very funny. <laughs> very but if the funny. entire movie was like that, I think it just would have not – it just would have been bad. It would have been bad. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It would have been way too broad. Way too like it would slapsticky. Have been crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was nice to have that little uh, petered in there, just yes. like a little bit, like a section of like, oh, this is crazy. It felt like there was like almost like an Obrador Arthur vibe to me, where it's like yeah. all these vignette, vignettes come together to kind of create 
the journey was the destination all along, right? Which is a very much a Jimmy Buffett style conversation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I cared so much about like the plot of him finishing his novel, which no. I think was it almost felt like something that was just thrown in at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um more so than I cared about just like his interaction yeah. with people. Part of me wishes that part of me wishes that there wasn't any plot. Yeah. That it just was like this kind of ex- exploration of like this guy living and like not exploring because it's like if we're gonna do that little plot why don't we just not do plot exactly let's just have a real slice of life weird experience yeah because the plot only exists in those like two scenes between yeah. him and minnie's lawyer yeah yeah and that's it that's it take that's those the out only time yeah <laughs> for sure it's so weird um, yeah so yeah all in all i am still thinking about it which makes me realize that there must be something in it there's something there there's something there where i can't get it out of my head and i i i would like to watch it again at some point yeah eventually it's one of those movies like the 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 scene has to be totally right to watch the movie you have yeah. to be with the right type of people yeah yeah you know um, i i thought maybe i'll have a beach bum themed birthday this year that would Everyone be come fun. dress as a beach bum oh that would be fun and that then you just fun. like project it on the t- i, th- I yeah, think you just play it you said in the interview with jacob that this could be a movie where you just have on in the background yes. and you're getting up you're doing other things you're grabbing a drink whatever you come yeah. back and you can jump in at any anywhere point. you can see any part yeah i'll this if this comes on cable i'll watch it for sure. 45 minutes into an hour in. Yes, absolutely. Know, just like leave it. Yes. But yeah, I think it's great. Uh, do I think it's great? No. I think it's very interesting. <laughs> that's what I'll say. Yeah, be more that's real. good. And, I, and I, I'm very intrigued by it. Yes. I will say I was looking a little bit. I mean, let's talk about Jimmy. Let's talk about Jimmy. And specifically, let's start talking about Jimmy with the very beginning with the creation of Moonfog, his song. Yes. So Moonfog is like a big thing that I think we need to discuss uh-huh. specifically because they, you know, it's it's we at least got some context that Snoop and Jimmy were writing the song on, on set, on set, they were like improvising, improvising the song in the thing, and they were like singing together, and then it becomes a real song. Yes, right. But I was just reading, uh, yeah. So so I was just reading about he he explained in a Variety article about how he wrote Moonfog with Snoop Dogg. Uh, but he said, we were just jamming around on the boat and a, li- a little bit, and Harmony liked it so much, he came to us and said, would you finish the song? And then it turned out being the theme song to the movie. <laughs> it's so <laughs> great. And like, to it's me, very Jimmy, too. It's, it's very Jimmy. It feels like him and Harmony Corinne really like meshed yes. in some yeah. strange way. Because he seems to be like so happy with this movie. Yes, he really yeah, does. Yeah, Jimmy is. And it, it seems like his sensibilities as a as a creative person really yeah. line up with harmonies and the fact that like you know what will be will be yes absolutely right it's like, it is what it is let's leave it in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely it's so funny yeah it's but that's i, I think it's great so Moonfog is a, a wild thing that came out of this yes and they both got a credit well and it's it's just dawning on me now that we've talked in the past on this show about how Jimmy, like, like, there's nothing inherently precious to him, right? So, like, some of these songs are really goofy, and then yeah. follow up with like a very serious song. It's yeah, like yeah. these are the collection of songs I have for this album. Yes, take it, make the album, 
and that's it. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. For Harmony Korine, it feels kind of the same way. Yeah, like yeah. in the Q&A, they talked about like like the gas station thing. Yeah. Like they were done filming and they were walking back and he sees a gas station. He's like, oh, what if they were dancing in this gas station? It's yeah. like very fly by the seat of your pants. Like, let's see what happens. Yes. Yeah. 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 And he was so proud of that gas station shot. He kept Very. I don't even shot. remember the gas station remember. shot. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, when he got the people out of the car and the agents were driving up at 5 a.m. I'm so happy you had such a great experience. Yeah, I don't cool. remember. At all. I, I don't think that that was a memorable shot. I no. don't know if it was in the movie. No, I have no clue what he was talking about, to be honest. But yeah, I think I think you're right. Jimmy just kind of uh, it, it it fits his sensibility for sure. Yeah, and you can definitely feel that his vibe that he's given to the world is sensed everywhere in this movie. Yes, I mean Jimmy's. This is definitely Jimmy's world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because from the beginning, Pirate Looks at 40 is part of the montage in the beginning. Yeah. There's scenes of him at a Margaritaville restaurant, like kind of outside. You see Margaritaville in the background. Yep. The first time you see Jimmy is Jimmy standing on stage with Matthew McConaughey about to play a song at a I concert I guess he stands sorts. in the background, yeah, like yeah, completely yeah. blurred out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just references, and up next, Jimmy Buffett, and that's it. Here's the thing. I will pay up to $50,000. <laughs> To anyone who can get me the raw footage of Jimmy Buffett in this movie. Oh, yeah. If we can see the scenes of Jimmy that have been cut, I would lose my goddamn mind, Ryan. Yes. I would yes. go crazy for that. Yes. We oh, my to. God. Yeah. How much footage is there? I bet there's three hours of footage. There's got to be. A there I has mean, like, to be. Because he's in so many snippets. He's in so let let's let's talk about them. Okay. So the Okay, the, let's 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 yeah, let's explain every single Jimmy Buffett appearance in this film. And let's talk about our expectations too. Okay, great. So uh for me, expectations going in, like I saw the trailer, I saw the building, saw the poster. His name is right there on the poster. Name's on the poster. He is in maybe five minutes of the movie. Potentially five minutes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If we're if we're counting uh like the shots in scenes that aren't actually featuring him. Right. If you know, like in, you can assume that he's off screen sometimes for about five minutes of the movie. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so tough. the, the first scene we see him in is that scene where Moondog is, uh, I don't, he's, he's reading a poem. He's reading a poem before a Jimmy Buffett concert. It looks yes, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's opening but the Jimmy's show. Jimmy's just acoustic, just acoustic. Just holding his guitar. It's, it seems like it's like some, I, I don't know, some yeah. like backyard bar type thing. I don't know. I think so. Um, and then uh, the movie goes by. Yeah. And I keep saying every scene, like, he's going to be in this scene. He's going to be in this <laughs> As scene. As he keeps saying to yourself, he's coming. He's, he's coming. Gonna, he's coming. He's going to be here. He's going to be here. Guys, just wait. He's going to be here. <laughs> and he doesn't show up until, uh, I don't know, a, a whole 45 minutes later. I would say maybe an hour in. Yeah. At least an hour in. And he's on a boat. He's on a boat with, with Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Dog. Here's a problem that I have also. Snoop Dogg is playing someone named Lingerie. Yes. And Jimmy Buffett is playing Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, why isn't Snoop Dogg playing <laughs> Snoop Dogg? <laughs> <laughs> that was really strange to me. It was very strange because it was just kind of like, so is because when something like that happens, it unravels the whole thing for me. Yes. Because I'm like, so does that mean that uh, Snoop Dogg doesn't exist in this reality? Which yeah, but Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett does. Jimmy Buffett does. So what's the music world look like? I'm right. dying to know. But is Lingerie just Snoop Dogg for real? Because Lingerie was a popular musician. So did Lingerie take the spot of Snoop Dogg in this reality? That's what I'm going to say it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In okay. the Spider-Verse. In this Spider-Verse, <laughs> Snoop Dogg is named Lingerie. And in the Margaritaville the Cinematic Universe. Is this the Margarita? This is the MCU. This is the MCU. <laughs> the Margaritaville Cinematic Universe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, this, this movie takes place in Margaritaville. If yes. any movie ever did, it's this one. <laughs> 
for sure. So let's talk about the boat scene. Okay. So yeah, so he comes on the boat. Yeah, uh, Moondog joins the boat. The yes. Jimmy and lingerie are just hanging out on. Yeah. So so at this point, Moondog is throughout the the entire movie. He's just kind of down on his luck. Yeah. I don't. As I've said before, I don't remember where this scene fits into the rest of the movie no. contextually. I don't know if it's before. I think it's after Zac Efron. I think it's after Martin Lawrence. Too. After after Zac Efron. After Martin Lawrence. I think so. Possibly. I don't know. I don't remember why he goes. Oh yeah, it is because then because then after this, um, isn't he with everybody? And that's when he has to go on the plane. It's like oh, the yes. same scene. Yes, you're right. Because you're right. Snoop Dogg gets him on the plane, and then he's off to the Keys again. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're yeah. right. So Moondog is down on his luck. He stumbles down this boardwalk yep. to this mega yacht. Yeah. This gigantic yacht. Huge yacht. Huge yacht. And Lingerie is there with Jimmy Buffett. That's right. And Lingerie motions to uh, Moondog, come on the boat, mm-hmm. and he's sort of stumbling. And Jimmy says something about, I forget what. Oh, check his ID, check his. Something like that. I don't know. Something. Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't make sense. No, no, no. It doesn't make sense. And then the rest of the scene is just them, just little vignettes within this vignette of them parting on this boat with a bunch of women. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if they're sailing or what. I think they're just staying around the harbor. Yeah. It seems like because they're just on that boat. Yeah, Jimmy's getting massaged by a woman in a bikini. There's a lot of topless women in the scene. It makes no sense. It's pretty insane. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't think anything happens in the scene. I don't think so either. <laughs> this speaks to just this movie in general. Yeah, exactly. I know the Absolutely. movie happened. Yes, I know the movie happened. Yes. I know it exists. But I don't know how we got from point A to point B. Absolutely not. There's yes. no way to know. And yes. we'll never know. Yeah. It's crazy. It's such a crazy film. But I loved it. Yeah. And I, but I, I, I do wish Jimmy was in there more. I think, you know, I, I think Martin Lawrence did a great job. I think Jimmy could have done a character on par with Martin Lawrence. I think so, too. Make him a captain. Make him something weird. Sure, give him something to do. Yeah. As opposed to someone who's just there to be there. Exactly. Exactly. It's so frustrating. Yeah, but I guess uh, Jimmy does say that his songs Margaritaville and Pirate Looks at 40 inspired the stoner comedy. So I saw that. And, his, and he's friends with Harmony Corinne. Yes. So it's interesting. Because Harmony Corinne lives in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Harmony Corinne said, like, I guess there's a quote that it was a bigger part than I really thought I was capable of doing. He said, if I ever get it done, would you consider being in it? And I said, sure, I will. I was already on board. And when he told me he, who was coming on board, it just made the whole ride even more fun. So he was like the first guy on. But also he thought the part was bigger than. So there is a lot of footage of him. Yeah. He did a lot of stuff for this movie. We... Yeah, we need the tapes. We need the tapes. We need the tapes. Show us the receipts. <laughs> this is so exciting. Because you're right. Like, there, there's got to be a million different versions of this movie out yeah. there. I, I can't even begin to think what the editing process was like. I have to see these tapes. Yeah. I, if anybody out there knows, somehow, if you're listening to Beach Bum, this, this, and you worked on Beach Bum, and you uh, have gotten this far in the episode of us <laughs> kind of bashing it, and you're still in... And you want to send us the raw footage? Let us know. Shoot us a, an email at we'll, paradepodcast.com. We'll, we'll, we'll come to your ADR studio. We'll sit in there. We'll watch it. We yeah. won't even take it home with us. Oh yeah, we'll yeah. just watch the ADR footage. Yeah, if you have four hours, ten hours, twenty hours, oh my we'll god, stay there. Just the, the ADR, time. just the audio voiceover, just just his yeah, voiceover yeah. sessions. I would lose my mind. Yes, yes, that would be incredible. That'd be great. So please send it our way. What was he doing in there? What else could he even been doing? I don't know. What other scenes was he in? He said motherfucker an awful lot. He said motherfucker a good amount. A good amount. A good amount. 
And then he was, uh, when they were in the hot tub, he was like doling out some sort of advice to Moondog. But again, mm-hmm. can't remember what it was <laughs> at all. It was insane. Yeah. It was insane. But yeah, overall, I'm glad he's in it. I'm glad it happened. Oh, we also have forgot to mention they do play the song Margaritaville. Yes. Uh, in a very fun scene where Moondog gets in a pool yep. and holds his joint above the pool and swims through the pool. Yeah, I believe it's in the trailer, too. It's in the trailer. Yes. They do use uh, Margaritaville. Uh, so that's exciting. That was exciting. So that was a couple nice. JB songs in there. A couple. A couple. But yeah, real bummed that he didn't pop up more in the movie. No, we we, we wanted more Jimmy. Yes. I mean, look, it's, we're a very specific demographic. We know that. Absolutely. But I think more Jimmy would have been nice for everybody in the world. Yes. Yeah. So please tell us what you thought of the beach bum. Oh my God, we'd we're love to hear reviews. Dying to oh, know. We're dying. I will say on the Parrothead Facebook group. Okay. Uh, not great reviews. Ooh. People are not loving it. Ooh, why am I not surprised yeah, from that yeah. particular Facebook group? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't love much over in that. No, Parrot they Heads. no, they don't. Jimmy Buffett fan club. Can, can you group. read any? Yeah, I'll read a couple. Oh, here we go. Has anyone checked out the beach bum? Somebody said sixteen hours ago. It was horrible. Agreed. Matthew McConaughey's dazed and confused character is all grown up. It was really bad. How did these actors read the script and say, okay? Don't know if there was a script. Buffett, (laughs) here's one. Buffett even flubbed his first line, and they wanted him as as the Snoop part? Oh. They wanted him to play lingerie? Wait, did they really? I don't know about that. I I don't know know if I buy that. No, because, like, Snoop, like, lingerie in the movie is Snoop Dogg's character in real life. Just smokes yeah. a lot of weed, just, like, hangs out. He's just, like, this really cool I guy. I, I, I don't wonder. Think, I don't think that was going to be Jimmy's part. I don't know. Unless Maybe it was. It dramatically. I'd be fascinated to know if that was. Oh, yeah. That would be crazy. Yes. Um, yeah, somebody else says it was awful. I don't, have t- I don't have to go to Paris to get an answer to a question that is bothering me, so... Oh. He went to Paris. There's a little bit. <laughs> I don't have that's a really long burn. That is very but I like that it's in Parrothead <laughs> style. My question began about 30 minutes in the movie. Why would Jimmy agree to be cast in this awful, awful movie? <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy. Hearing people shit on the movie makes me want to defend it. I know. I'm like, I don't agree with these people. No. Uh, but I love, you know, the question was, has anyone checked out the beach bum? One guy said, hey, I'm right here, guys. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Um, so yes, if you enjoyed the Beach Bum or didn't enjoy it or still have questions, feel free to email us, parrotheadpodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet on Twitter, parrotheadpod. That's right. We would and love to know. Yeah, we really need to know your thoughts, guys. Yeah. Because because you know how it is. We're This movie is between worlds just like us. I, fe- I feel a lot for this movie because the Parrotheads, it might be uh, too young for them. It might even be too old. I might be too old for this movie myself. I don't know what's going on here. This movie <laughs> feels in between, just like this podcast, you know? It's all over the place. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, and other than that, yeah, if you already saw it, good job. Yeah, well done. <laughs> well well done. done. You are one of a couple people. Great work. It's gonna. I think this movie is going to be talked about for a long time. I think so, a too. Really that's, that's, real, that's a really ballsy thing to say, but we yeah. have it I'm, on look, tape now. We have it on tape. Great. <laughs> that's fine with we'll me. We'll revisit this in five years. That is fine with like, me. Like, what movie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I'm going to play us out with uh, Key Largo live at the Schooner Wharf Bar 
This is uh, Bertie Higgins and Moondog from the Beach Bum soundtrack. I have not listened to this. Bertie Higgins? Yes. I don't, I, I don't know. What Let's, is this? Because he's the guy that did Son of a Beach. Yes. Yes. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Why was Bertie Higgins actually on this? I thought he was a cover artist. I think that this just verifies that there is still more <laughs> we to discuss. A, we haven't scratched the goddamn surface, no, Ryan. No. <laughs> all right. All right. We will see you all next week with more Parahead Podcasts. Until then, I am Mayfair Marleybone. I'm St. Charles, Tennessee. Have a great week and bye-bye. Bye-bye. Here's a song I wrote about a little village up the highway here. Here's Key Largo. Wrapped around each other Trying so hard to stay warm That first call into together Lying in each other's arms Watching those old movies Falling in love so desperately So, so desperately Oh! Is that him? This was the scene where he walked up. That's right. You were my that lead. was Bertie Higgins. Lady, baby, we had it all. Woo, woo, woo. Just let Bogey in the call. Here's Moondoggy, the most prolific part in Key West, Florida. He's looking at you, kid. <laughs> All the things we did. <laughs> we could find it, it all again. I know. Well, just like, like we did in Kilargo. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful? Campfire.